Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I am Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Stevie, it's just you and I. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, me in my closet, you in your office, mm-hmm. as God intended. <laughs> like, like God always intends uh, on a podcast, everyone should be separate and in different types of rooms. This is God's plan. And um, <laughs> the fact that we are we aren't uh, we aren't video chatting, so you can't see me. So I am I'm I'm splayed out a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm comfortable. I I feel okay. I will say that in my ever evolving sleep pattern and schedule, I've hit a new plat- plateau of weirdness, which is I slept from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I well, let's say I, I was in bed by 10, so probably asleep, you know, maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes after that. That's pretty quick. And, so you got seven hours I, of sleep. I got about seven hours of sleep, but I have been up since 5 a.m. And then I took about a 30-minute nap around <laughs> 10 15 in the morning because i was falling asleep wow and to put it into context for people we we're recording around 1 p.m um Mm -hmm. so you're fresh out of a nap (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh i'm fresh out of something i'm fresh out of a bowl of oatmeal with some almond butter um i just feel so crazy and at time of recording i have about eight weeks of work left, mm-hmm. which is fantastic and very, you know, I'm, I'm blessed for the opportunity, et cetera. But yeah. when, when that's over and my life really lacks structure, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Let, you'll let loose. I'm, I'll let loose. And also, I mean, it's not quite a, a bombshell or an exclusive because nothing's really happened yet, but I am looking into getting a dog. <gasps> wow. This is something I knew already, but something I'm still very excited about. Yeah. What kind of dog are we looking at? Well, I put in an application for one who is just like, I mean, I can't, I can't call him anything except handsome because it just fits. Uh, His name's Cole. He's got beautiful dark eyes. He's a, he's a pit mix, Mm -hmm. a pit lab mix. He's like black with a little white and he, I think, is 25 pounds. He's still a puppy. Aww. But I was really taken with the pictures I saw, and I put it in the app. And then there's a couple others. I mean, you and I have been talking, and there's just a bunch of rescues, and a bunch of them are viral accounts. So I know. they'll have thousands of likes. And it's a little intimidating because I just assume that everybody's putting in. But what I'm reading is... Everybody wants these dogs and sometimes they get returned because people are like, I want a cute dog in quarantine and, and then they yep. can't handle it. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I think I think that kind of commitment um, to a relationship is like it's a commitment for life. Like when you make a commitment to an animal, you're you're its owner for forever. And so it's like. It's a big commitment, but I, and I think people don't really understand the gravity of it when they adopt. I think that's probably true. I, I think I have too much i've given the situation too much gravity because i've i fostered three dogs before one of them was with uh, a a partner um and i've never pulled the trigger on adopting because i've always just thought i gotta give this dog the best possible life and i and i don't Mm. think i can do that right now and you know at one point it was like oh the pet policy changed from pets are allowed to no pets and that's really unfair i can't leave my dog at home all day i can't afford doggy daycare and now that my job that i currently have will be at least you know almost almost two months mm-hmm. uh working from home and then probably gonna end like i i can be there i can be there for an animal and after that i'll figure it out i love that i think that's a great plan it's like and also you can always figure it out. And the cool thing about like our community that we've built, you know, over the past, I don't know, 12 years is that people will also be very willing to watch your dog. Like your dog can always come here, you know? Oh man, that would be very funny if I get like kind of a bigger 
medium-sized dog hanging out with uh the little guys with, <laughs> i i mean i was trying to think of a i, I never have thought of a a way to describe them they, they do they have a name i mean i for some reason i my mind went to the whack pack but that's that's uh that's, that's not correct so funny um i've heard people describe it as different things like i've heard people describe it as like um like small dog gang like uh small boys like i don't know it's always involved like little <laughs> it always involves like a little like a little reference of some kind but i i honestly have never called it them anything i just refer to the the two girl dogs as the girls. And then there's Rocket, who I call Mimo or Mima. Oh, yeah. Well, Rocket's the wise one looking over the the his his new um his new sisters. Yeah, <laughs> I know. His new you sisters. You just call them Rocket and his sisters. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute band name, too. Oh, Rocket and his sisters is cute. Um, so Well, that's so that's, you know, that's a fair amount of uh, that's that's dog corner for you. I love that. What's, what's new in what's new in, in Steve land? Steve Land. Um, I just got, you know, nothing really. I just got like a new. <laughs> we laugh because I get to tell you everything, and then I have to be real discreet on here. Um, I uh, I just got a whole thing of groceries today. Like I went to the grocery store, which that's always like I only do that about once a week now, if that. And so I have a bunch of fresh vegetables and fresh fruit, which I'm really excited about for lunch. Um. I don't know what I'll make yet. And I baked from scratch some gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. Um, mm. I think I overcooked them a little. They're <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> they are a little burnt. Um, that being said, they're really good. Uh, I'll, I'd bet. like to perf- I'd like to perfect the recipe before I um, dole them out onto other people. But yeah, I've just been baking. I also baked another apple cake. Uh, recently i've been baking a lot today i'm gonna do mandel bread um which is a very Ugh. jewish i know I'll, I'll make you some a very jewish cookie uh how would you describe it like a biscotti <gasps> she does yeah yeah it's i would i think a biscotti is a very easy way to describe it i think that it's a slightly crumblier and less crunchy than a biscotti sometimes they can be a little softer but oftentimes they'll have chocolate chips and sometimes nuts and yeah. they're long, like they're the size of biscotti and the, and the same shape. I make them a little smaller. really good. Yeah, I make them a little mm. smaller. I make them kind of like maybe like two and a half inches big because I like my grandma did that. So I, I make them a little more petite. Um, what What's your favorite type of mandel bread? Like, do you care? I, I like the cinnamon I, sugar. I love it. Oh, those are uh, my mom would make the cinnamon sugar chocolate. Uh, so basically oh. with with either chocolate chips or morsels and the kind of cinnamon uh, sugar dusting. <gasps> and wow, man, listeners, this is a this is more food talk than we've had probably in a month <laughs> of the show. But I but Google it's it's M-A-N-D-E-L, I believe, bread. And yes, right. I, I don't believe are they very hard to make? They're not hard to make. It's it, it's just more of a process than normal cookies because you put them into the oven. They're regu- they're like everyone has the ingredients. It's like eggs, butter, sugar, salt. Like it's all the thing. Vanilla. It's everything you'd imagine it is. Um, but you put yeah. it into the oven as like little loaves, and then as it starts to brown, you take it out of the oven, and then you chop them diagonally into the um, cookie shape, and then you lay those flat, dip them in uh, like cinnamon sugar or whatever, and then. Um, put them back in the oven. So it's a little more, it's a little more labored than the average cookie, but they are so good. And I don't know if, about you, but they have such a, I would just think of my grandma every time I make them, like I'm like transported back to Sherman Oaks into her little kitchen where I'm sitting on like a stool watching her make them and her letting me have like one before dinner. That's truly adorable. Yeah. All of these, any of that, those kind of pastries or 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 cookies or any anything that has that sort of slightly homey jewish quality to it really reminds me of uh my mom and our kitchen and uh i've been thinking about it a lot because my folks or my mom is a great baker and a great cook and both my parents are great gardeners and in this time right now i'm interested in both of those things and i have Mm -hmm. next to no skills because of how foolish i was to neglect like the fact that it was just on the table my dad being being 
you know, growing tomatoes and cucumbers in our backyard and me never being curious because, you know, 30 feet away was my Nintendo or yeah. uh, cartoons on Saturday morning. And I was like, I'm like, why would I go outside? Yep. And I, you know, the most I would ever help my mom is sometimes I would help. Uh, we had a little salad spinner and I would help uh, dry off the lettuce. <laughs> That was one of my minim- big contributions. Minimal effort, minimal effort involved. You know, it's funny. You, it's funny you're saying that too. It is the two things I'm interested in right now too, and two things both my parents were not doing or good at. So, like, I'm just learning from nothing. I'm learning from. So YouTube, I had no excuse, YouTube. and you have every excuse. Yeah, I have every excuse, but I'm still doing it, and you have no excuse, but you're still doing it. So in the end, <laughs> does it really even matter? Oh, really quick tracking back to Mondelbread. I was telling my sister that I'm going to make some and I'll send her, I'll ship her some um, where she lives. And uh, she goes, don't you think Mondo bread is such a weird word for like Jews? And I go, wait, what? And she goes, Mondo bread. What a funny word. And I go, <laughs> I go, it's not Mondo bread. And she literally thought it was like M-A-N-D-O bread. And I was like, it's not. And she goes, that is something you should not find out at 32. And I was like, I 100% ah, <laughs> agree. Denson. That is extremely funny. And I know. not only is it funny, it leads us into, uh, we don't, we don't have to go, we, you know, we can always come back to other things, but we got, we have a, a listener uh, voicemail that I would like to play that is relevant to what you just said. Cool. Let's hear it. Here we go. Hi guys. My name is Stefan Maslicki, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Just like to uh, recommend or uh, ask that you guys uh, give an update on your siblings, um, particularly Stevie's sister and your brother, Dave, um, on the podcast at some point in time. Um, a lot of us that have followed you guys for a long time, uh, Remember the episode that Stevie's uh, sister was on rather fondly and the stories that Dave has of his brother. So uh, if you guys could get an update of your siblings, that would be great. Thanks a lot. I keep listening and keep rating you five stars on iTunes. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for your call, sir. I, I believe you're only allowed to rate on iTunes or Apple Podcasts <laughs> once, but keep keep on clicking five stars because it's the thought. It's definitely the thought that counts. And uh, yeah, uh, ironic. I have not played that for you yet, Stevie. And you, no. you just told a story about your sister, and we just got a question about your sister and my brother. So uh, how how's she doing? She's um she's really. Really good. She uh, moved to Portland, Oregon about a week and a half before the stay at home order was placed here. So very weird timing to move. But she moved. Um, She's slowly getting furniture. It took like a month and a half for her to get her um, moving truck furniture. They like just stopped in like somewhere in Arizona and were like, you'll get it when this ends. And she was like, what? So she was oh living in like, God. she was living in a three bedroom house empty. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, she's good. She's still vegan. She's uh, still sober. And uh, she and I just had a really long, like hour and a half conversation on the phone. And our relationship is really nice and sweet. And I love her very much. And she's, she's doing really well. She's thriving um, in that cooler climate. Oh, good for her. That's that's amazing. And also insane that there was just this moving company with the audacity to say, well, I mean, trust me, I get it. I mean, everything's insane right now. But the, the, the thinking of like, yeah, things are really crazy right now. You'll get you'll get your furniture. You'll be able to furnish your home when this whole thing is over. And what? now, of course, we know there's no telling when this is going to be over. Like for real, there's no yeah. telling when it's actually going to end. Uh I mean, we've found that places that are easing their stay-at-home orders are immediately backtracking on them. I think, I, I forget what state it was, but I just read that a bunch of churches immediately opened and then closed like a week later. Like as soon as all the churches opened in like one state, the spike in in uh, cases went up to, I think it went up something insane, like 40% or something. Wow. Wild. 
that's uh, yeah um, that, yeah you can't you can't just keep someone's furniture though like it was so no. wild uh you got to figure w- it out yeah would not recommend them as movers um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad she got her stuff though i think that was probably pretty stressful for her for a bit Sure. I mean, I would recommend them if you're looking to just kind of get rid of your stuff or, or play fast <laughs> and loose with it. If you're if you're not concerned with ever seeing your stuff again, then they are the movers for you. If you don't want your stuff and you want to get rid of it for under two thousand uh, dollars, they'll dispose of all of your things <laughs> in a different state than than you actually would dispose of them. So let us know. Yeah, very reasonable rates. <laughs> and as far as my brother goes, yeah. he is, he's doing pretty well. I'm very happy for him because he, uh, he lives in New York and he is working at home and he lives alone, which was mm-hmm. such a huge, uh, big, wonderful thing for him. When, when he moved to New York, he was, he had a realtor helping him and, or oh. I guess an apartment broker is what they're called. And he was looking you at all have these to neighborhoods have one that in I would New never York? be able to afford I believe that it's, uh, I don't necessarily think it's, I think if I was trying to move to New York, I would probably ask around and find some place in, you know, deep Brooklyn that was accessible by train. And I don't know. I, although I will say I can't even imagine living in New York. I really, over the years I've been like, that would be fun if I wrote for SNL or something. And now I'm like, I cannot even imagine a world where that happens to me. But I think the kind of places he was looking. I mean, he wasn't looking any, he was mostly Manhattan, Upper West Side, Upper East Side, Lower mm-hmm. Lower East Side. Um, according to him, you do need a broker, especially for those areas. But okay. he found a place. It was like he was living by himself. I believe it's a one bedroom or it's like it's a very, very big roomy studio, um, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And then all of this hit and he is just, he's an extremely social person. He has a million friends. He has the kind of job where he's going out for like work drinks and meeting with clients and stuff. And mm-hmm. th- it just was, it seemed like a very um, inopportune time and place for all of this to happen. But I'm mm-hmm. very uh, glad to have found out that he is, has a quarantine buddy in someone else who lives in his building, this really cool girl who has a cute dog. So they hang out and make food together and have Aww. drinks. And he's also, he's already a good cook, but he's getting even uh, better at, at, at it i mean this he's i'm seeing pictures and when we're on family zooms he's like look what i just made he made like a chicken parm from scratch and uh, showed us and i was like this is this is ridiculous oh uh, the, the thing i remember most from that call is that he took his first bite and the cheese pull like the pull the cheese like the the melted cheese that came off of his fork like two feet i was like that's a pretty impressive cheese pull buddy so wow he's thriving in quarantine he's a, an excellent cook and uh, real quick, just because I was reminded of this in our last family Zoom call, I'll, I'll tell this story real quick. Um, one of the funniest things that I think I've ever, one of the hardest times I've ever laughed, I think, in my life, I was maybe 11 or 12 and he was six, maybe, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And he actually maybe I was like eight or nine and he was like four or five. Anyway, he... <laughs> <laughs> his he loved the annie the annie soundtrack from the the play annie and oh. he would get it out of the library a lot it was like his favorite tape oh <laughs> and at the time he also had one of those fisher price first cassette player recorder things that has like a little microphone that you can detach from the yeah. side and has a little yeah it's it's a very like if you google it you'll know what i'm, I'm talking about it's very it's pretty iconic uh not to not to use a cliche, but nineties and eighties kids will know. But um yeah. he was playing around in his room and I was like, What are you doing? And he showed me his little tape recorder thing and I pressed play and it was he was listening to the Annie soundtrack and it was mm-hmm. tomorrow. So imagine my surprise when the library copy of Tomorrow or the Annie soundtrack starts playing and it's the sun will come out <laughs> tomorrow but you're and then it the tape stops and you hear like the sound of the recorder turning on oh. and then it's my little brother going oh my god <laughs> becky look at her butt it is like so big 
he, so he's basically doing the he's he's doing word for word verbatim the intro to Sir Mixalot's Baby Got Back. And this is pre-internet. I don't even think I had ever played it for him. He must have just oh. heard it on the radio. And we didn't have cable, so it's not like he was watching it on MTV. And then halfway through the intro, it just cuts out. And then it's, they'll be sun. <laughs> just when I think of a day. Like, he had destroyed the library's copy <laughs> of the Andy soundtrack. <laughs> And it's it's truly one of my favorite stories of my entire oh, life. And I'm recounting so it to my funny. family on this Zoom call. And my brother's like, wait, I don't know. I don't remember, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't remember that it was basically nobody remembered that it was the library's copy. I feel like I'm the family historian, but only for like really embarrassing or weird stories. <laughs> and, you know, if my mom is ever like, well, do you remember when you and like she'll tell me some cute story? I'm like, no, I don't remember that. And if she asks me if I remember like a cousin that I haven't seen since I was eight, I'm like, I truly don't even know who that is. But <laughs> if it's about somebody destroying a, a library property, I, I totally remember that. Oh, that is so cute. Oh, I love the idea of him just straight up destroying that and you being like, well, actually. Yeah. The funniest oh, thing in the world. So cute. Yeah. He's he's. He's a he still is a very uh he's a he's a cute funny guy. He's a good dude. I love that. Um I'm glad he's doing well. I am very glad he's doing well. And yeah, my family's good. They're just I think uh my family, my parents are somehow more social than I am, so I think they're mm-hmm. they they had a hard time initially adjusting to uh this this new world but uh they've been having more zoom happy hours than i have i'm I'm barely doing that stuff at all i'm actually taking a little break from drinking you are for how long has this been happening it's been almost a week uh which in this time has i mean our first quarantine episode i was bragging about how many white claws i was drinking in our second episode i was uh punishingly hungover and it's sort of been somewhere in between there uh ever since and i gotta tell you as soon as this is over i'm making an appointment with an allergist because i really do think i am in some way allergic to alcohol all alcohol it's a real toss-up i have yet to find my thing that just makes me feel really good i usually have a low-level headache anytime i'm drinking if you see a drink in my hand chances are i'm a little bit uncomfortable even though I fe- it feels good and I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what it is. I, I think you should get tested because when I found out I was allergic to wheat, it explained kind of like what would happen to me when I would drink like a sip of beer. Like I would get immediately stuffy. Um, yeah. But wine gives me, wine definitely gives me that kind of headache. I don't, also, as you know, I don't like alcohol very much. So it's, you'll be in good company, not really drinking. Wine is uh, wine. I find to be a punishment. It's really it is. it's wild. Um, my my girlfriend's a wine drinker, and yeah. I and also and most honestly, most women I've dated, most female friends of mine, and a lot of got men actually. Like I, I have a friend that I do a lot of. We sync up our our you know viewing devices and and zoom while like watching movies. And yeah, if we're having a drink, he's drinking wine, and I it's always surprising to me because. I mean, it shouldn't be because a lot of people like it, but I just, I cannot do it. It feels, it feels hard and it hurts. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, good for you for honoring your body and like stopping something that doesn't feel good for you. And then also yeah. investigating further. I can't wait to hear what the allergist says. Yeah. I wonder when that will sort of be available to do. I don't know. I mean, it my is dentist right now. Office. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had I've referred a few friends to my allergist. If you want the referral, I'll, I'll text it to you. Um, and he's working right now. Wow, is it? Well, I guess I I would ask, is it safe? But I I guess it, I mean it yeah. must be. Huh. I think they're having, as far as I know, with doctors that are open, they're having very few people in the waiting room. Like when I gave blood, I was the only person in the waiting room. Interesting. I need, okay, well then I need a referral from you for the allergist and for giving blood. Cause I've been wanting to do that. And okay. I, I set out to do it the other day and I was like, I'm going to make an appointment right now. And it was, uh, four 15 and their last appointment was at four 30. And I was like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend to anybody who's looking to give blood to do it at a children's hospital because donations have gone down so much because people are afraid. Um, Oh, 
Uh, yeah. And so Children's Hospital, A, a lot safer than going into a normal hospital or a blood drive. And B, they're using such great practices of like social distancing. I was the only person giving blood. It's quick. And uh, there's a Children's Hospital right here in like Los Feliz, um, you know, area. And so if you're in LA and you want to give blood, that's a great place to do it. You can sign up online. Uh, and I'll, you know, we'll add the link somewhere too. Dang, I'm going to do that as soon as I'm done recording with you. That's a good idea. Perfect. Would you like to answer some listener questions with me? I would love to. Okay, good. Because I want to, too. And if you said no, I would have been like, oh, well, then what do we do? Yeah, what happens next? It's like you, I'll listen while you answer. <laughs> or you're like, <laughs> I'm going to just take my headphones off and go walk in a circle in my living room. <laughs> I'll be taking laps. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go swim at the Y, which is not open, but I'm going to break in because <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay. Um, do you want to kick us off? I would love to. Um, okay. The first listener question that I have is, um, I'm going to start with a, a quickie. Uh, it's by Toski, T-O-W-S-K-I-I. And his question is, cake or pie? You go first. Okay, I'll try to answer this as quickly as possible. It, I feel like this question is always more divisive and controversial than I'm ready for. Yeah. I think, and may, maybe maybe this is a good way to talk about it. I think that there are more, hmm, uh, how would I say this? I think that there are, I, I prefer cake, but the reason why is I think that there are more kinds of cake that are fine Okay. Like I would rather have an okay piece of cake than an okay piece of pie, but the best piece of pie I think is better than the best piece of cake. Does that make any sense? 100%. Okay, wow. good. Great answer. Yeah. Thank you. How about You're you? Welcome. I think I think I'm a pie person. As much as I like cake, if it's at a party, I'm not super interested in eating it. Um, but if you make like a cherry pie, it would be very hard for me not to want some. Also, before, mm. also when quarantine started, I'm not kidding. The first thing I bought was a cherry pie from Whole Foods. Ooh. I know. That's so good. I know. Uh, it's really a yummy. A cherry Perfect, pie. right? Yes. Yeah. I love a cherry pie. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline and leave a message 213-458-5236. It's 213-458-5236. And we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. You want to ask and answer a question too? Yes, uh, I'll do. I'll do another. I'll do a quickie on my end too, because we've we both selected a couple that that speak to us. Uh, TJ asks, "What are some quarantine music suggestions?" Uh, I'll rattle off a few. I, I, I know it's going to be. This is not. I wonder if there's there's probably not going to be any that are that are real finds that people don't know about. But the the really really obvious one is. Uh, the new Fiona Apple album, Fetch the Bold Cutters, is extremely good. Just, it's mm -hmm. great. It's uh, a very fun listen. It's she's she's wonderful and funny and weird, and her voice is amazing, and I love it. I love that. I've been listening to a podcast called Boom Bust HQ Trivia on the Ringer, which is about the rise and fall of the HQ Trivia app, mm -hmm. which is absolutely fascinating. If you ever, if you were ever swept up into that in 2017 or 18, or saw a bunch of people crowded around it at work losing their minds like i did wow uh it's very eye-opening and i really recommend it mm -hmm. i always recommend richard and linda thompson their album uh well actually any of their music together is really good and richard thompson's solo stuff is really good i've been listening to station to station by david bowie over and over i don't uh, know why i just love so it so good and amazing it's the one with uh tvc15 on it and it's it's just it's it's really amazing and also yeah. I'll, I'll throw a shout out to the new abnormal the new strokes album it's called the new abnormal and it's extremely listenable it's good for background music it's good for 
hanging out in your room music, but basically that and a bunch of other podcasts. What about you? Wow, wow, wow. I think you're better at this stuff than me. I kind of just listen to everything on shuffle. But lately I've been listening to an insane amount of Willie Nelson, which is nothing new. I think it's nice, but it's nice for the time. You know, it's like kind of a um, it's kind of an incredible voice to hear when you're feeling anxious or like unsure or wondering why we're all alive. Like Willie Nelson kind (laughs) of (laughs) Willie Nelson kind of gives meaning to that. (laughs) Um, Yes. Right. That's a hundred. I mean, look, I love Willie Nelson. I think. Okay. That's, that's wow. Oh man. I should have thought that through with that in mind. Like people, artists that, that, that give meaning to this time or, or make things seem like maybe there's a plan or maybe things are going to be okay. I think Willie Nelson is a great, great example. Uh, yep. The late John Prine is also a really great Ugh. example. He, I've been listening was, to so much John Prine. His, I mean, I'm just looking at his, his like discography yep. and just his self-titled album, Di- then Diamonds in the Rough, then Sweet Revenge. Like all of these mm. albums from 1970 on are just unbelievable and then his biggest song which is a duet that song in spite of ourselves i did not realize came out about 20 years ago it's not it's not a new i mean it's not an old classic even though it sounds like it Um, i know yeah i i fully i fully uh think that some old kind of outlaw country style stuff feels really nice right now loretta lynn all that all that uh lucinda williams you're speaking you're literally speaking my your shuffle (laughs) oh my gosh it's just it's consistently like every old classic country person i will listen to over and over and over again on shuffle. The only new band I'm listening to or like modern band I'm listening to right now, um, M Ward came out with a new album called Migration Stories and it's really beautiful. Um, I highly recommend. There's a, I think my favorite song so far on the album is um, Migration of Souls and it's, it's very beautiful and also perfect for the time. But yeah, go for old country. Dave, yeah. maybe we should maybe we should make a playlist. Ooh, I let's okay. So our homework, listeners, is that we will we will now make a playlist for you that will that we will that will be completed by the time the next episode is out. Yep. And something that won't be on it is uh is uh Licky Lee, which <laughs> I, I I'm looking through my 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 Spotify. <laughs> I, I, I think I tweeted about this, but one of my neighbors was absolutely blasting no. Licky Lee. Girl Blunt? From, uh, what the fuck song is it? It's called, whatever her like huge song was from like 2009 or, or, yeah. or even before that. Uh, just this weird, I, I just was freaked out by the fact that someone was experiencing like a sexy 2004 american apparel leggings dance party in their in their apartment in the middle of the day and we all had to reckon with it and it was really freaking me out because i just haven't had to i haven't thought about any of that stuff in so long it's like it'd be like if somebody played um i don't know miley cyrus's bangers that album has like a weird place in my in my brain from like six or seven years ago where yeah a bunch of adults that I knew were just really into that album because it was like kind of wild and kind of daring, but also like kind of cool and really well produced. And they were like, "Ooh, she's not a kid anymore." <laughs> <laughs> but it just, I, I, I just, I don't want to go back there, and I don't want to go back to like seven years before that with Licky Lee either. Like, don't. No. This is just you know a PSA to my neighbors. Like, don't make me do this. Don't. You know what happened? You know why Licky Lee became um, popular again is because it was in. Um, of course, the second I start talking about it, I can't remember what it was called. Um, it was in that movie. Girl Blunt was in the movie um, Book Book Smart. Oh, so that's oh. why it t- it got a resurgence because after I watched that movie, I like downloaded every song that was on the like in that film, and uh, Girl Blunt was one of them. Girl Blunt. Yeah, it's intense it's an intense (laughs) song but honestly um 
If you give it a listen, you'll be like, oh, wow, that's in, an insane song. Wait, is it this? Mm-hmm. Take a listen real quick. Long intro. <laughs> I've never heard this song before. Let me, let me, uh. Oh, okay. This is not Licky Lee. Oh, who is it? This is LaKelly47. <laughs> now, now, hold on, hold on. Now, I Wait, but look at the name. Doesn't it sound ex- doesn't it look exactly like Licky Lee? It it sounds enough like Licky Lee that it's Oops. it's But but no, no. I I think that I I I want to I want to incept you with um with with the actual Licky Lee, because I think it's going to rocket you back into 2007 because that song that, that you just played from Booksmart, I remember that from the movie. I'm like, Oh, that's a good song. I like this, it. Yeah. This is like, this is also not a bad song, but um, I just think it's upsettingly of a time. Okay. All right. Is this ringing a bell at all? No. You, you're not. You're not. Maybe at a party, holding a cup of something you don't want to drink, and then some guy with like a UCB hoodie's trying to talk to you. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I, I've um, never heard that, which well, explains why I got the reference so wildly wrong. Well then, maybe, maybe take a little trip uh, to to the album "Youth Novels" by Licky Lee from two thousand seven. Okay. Um, it's oh boy, listeners, this is not really a recommendation, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's if if you're if you're interested in what uh, what the Swedish music scene was cranking out uh, twelve years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Some of our listeners are like, I was twelve. What yeah, are you they're like, about? I was four and a half. I was not born. I am a child. Um, Well, let's move on then. Okay. We have more questions. Let's move on. Um, So I have no idea how to say this um, username, but uh, I think it's like Celestian Small Doses or something. Um, Says. Oh, that's exactly correct. Oh, wow. Sometimes I surprise myself that I can pronounce words because I had such a fear when I was little. I was really, really shy. Like, aggressively, painfully, so shy. And I wouldn't talk in class. And, and part of, you know, first, second grade is reading out loud and Mm -hmm. I get called on and I had, I was like struck with fear. And so I still have a little bit of that sometimes because I'm afraid of, um, I'm afraid of seeming stupid. Oh, well, I understand that, but also you're not stupid and this is a very safe space. Okay, great. Um, so she says how to, how do you break into the dating scene when you're moving to a city, a new city, and you don't want to use Tinder? Um, what do you think, Dave? Huh. I I don't know. the The last time I moved to it, well, I'll tell you. The last time I moved to a new city, I was 22, and I walked my ass right into the UCB theater and said, "I'd like to take classes and I'd like to do shows with my delinquent college friends." Mm-hmm. And the way I met my first ever L.A. girlfriend was I got booked on a show at Scoop's Ice Cream Store. It was like the first and only time they did a comedy show in that ice cream store, which I believe mm-hmm. is now closed uh, at its old location. But I did a show and there was a girl dressed as a tree playing the violin. And I said, I want to meet that girl. And then <laughs> afterwards she was like, hey, you were funny. And I was like, so were you. And then we dated for two years. So, whoa. So oh, I will say. Beautiful. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it was okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, but it's, but that would, I mean, I think it's really hard right now. I, I think Tinder and apps like that are a really safe bet. If you're trying to gingerly kind of dip your toe into meeting people when people aren't really able to be outside and social, I think like a yeah. big social scene or, or getting into your passions or, or hobbies is a really easy shortcut to doing that. But when you're not able to do that because of the circumstances, which we're, we are, I mean, we're living in, in these weird 
weird, weird times and we're not really allowed to go out. So, I mean, you could go to a public park and stand six feet away and see if anybody compliments you on your mask, which I hope you're all wearing. But Mm -hmm. other than that, you might want to try an app for now. And if you're really against it, just wait until you can go outside again. (laughs) I 100% agree with everything you said. I think... I think for me, what feels best is meeting people in the real world, in circles that you run in. Um, That's how I met like the last person I started texting was like in life. I had gone out to dinner with um, a bunch of friends and like ran into this person, met this person. And so ideally, I think you you just want to be living your life. That's the in my experience, it's the best way to meet people. taking that pottery class you've never taken, um, taking a cooking class, like going out to dinner with friends and like dressing up for yourself, you know, dressing cute. That being said, we are living in as, as every single, you know, news outlet has said unprecedented times, which in my (laughs) opinion, (laughs) everything is an unprecedented time. Um, but I think meeting people in real life, like in person right now is a little bit risky and um, not possible. I think a dating app might be good, but maybe the dating apps that are more geared toward um, relationships like Bumble or Hinge are a better choice than Tinder. Um, Oh, that's a good call. You know, like Hinge, you can at least give a little bit more information about yourself. Yeah. And I think some dating apps really have like a little more, they force people to be a little less lazy and a little more thoughtful. And so I think you'll find probably better luck there. But also like Instagram is a great place to meet people. I've met a boyfriend on Instagram. Like there are things, there are people and things you can, I also think be open to like a surprise, you know, like I have, you know, anything is possible. Keep being safe out there. But like right now, if you're like really against the apps, like you might just want to wait till you get to re-enter real life. Yeah. And this, maybe this is weird, but if you know anybody in your city or if you know anybody who knows anybody in your city, I, I don't know if I would do this necessarily, but somebody reached out and said, I would like to be set up on a zoom date with someone. And I set her up with one of my friends Mm -hmm. and they just met in person in a parking lot and she met his dog. This was last night. So, it is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. Like, so I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Dave, do you think? Do you, are you are you anti that method? Yeah, Dave. No, I agree with that. I think like, I actually think right now, ask telling. I I think a big part of dating, like for me, is being willing and vulnerable to say like, "Hey, I'm interested in dating," and I've had a lot of friends set me up. And I think I value that a little more now. So asking people saying like, hey, I'm single. Like, do, does anyone have someone they think is suitable for me? We, you can do a Zoom date. You can do a FaceTime date. You can text. You can call. It's a great way to slowly get to know someone right now. And I think that's kind of one of the perks. It's that there's no rush right now. And um, as a result, you'll actually get to know someone's character. I think that's great. And then and it actually kind of leads into our next question because you saying that you you know value asking people out or being asked out or or actually putting it out there that you're interested in dating we have a question from emily in dreams she says how have your relationship values changed in the last few years slash what won't you accept that you would have or that you have or would have before oh wow that's a great question yeah okay so how have my relationship values changed in the last few years Okay. And, and in that, what won't you accept anymore that you may have earlier? Okay. Well, I think if I can like go back to the beginning of our podcast, I think I accepted almost anything, to be honest. I think um, things seemed weird. I would ignore red flags. Like I would accept um, someone being with me, but not sh- telling any of their friends are with me. Like my self-worth was not high enough to date in a way that made me feel okay. Um, And I think today my values are very different. I, you know, I value humor and laughter in a relationship more than I ever have. I value a person who's kind. Um, That was something I didn't, I didn't do in 2017. I 
I dated the like meanest person in the room and thought that I could, <laughs> and that I thought I could win them over. Honestly, I thought like I could feel good if I could make that person love me. Like I was definitely like not operating from a place of value. Um, and I think I value like partnership and my real, I, in general, I value my relationships and my friendships more too. So it, that has made me be a better friend and I value levity. And, um, I would say I value myself a lot more. So I don't accept things I don't accept today. I don't accept unkindness. I don't accept complainers. I don't accept people who haven't done the work. I don't accept people I'm not attracted to anymore, which is something I used to negotiate nonstop. Um, I don't accept someone who doesn't know how to make plans. And I will also say with all of that being said, uh, I, I value my own gut instincts more than anything. So I listen to those today. Excellent. Wow. That's, that's a very, very, very good answer. I think the best I can do is just kind of echo all that stuff. I mean, when we started the show in 2015, I think I was all over the place dating wise. I, I had just sort of had a major, major, major I, heartbreak is maybe not the right word, but I just I went through a gigantic breakup and just went, I don't know what what, what, what are we doing? And I ended up doing a, having a lot of really weird, <laughs> I would call them short term relationships. I got into a, a a weird but but nice actual relationship, and um, I think I was just kind of throwing myself into these things willy nilly, and the kind of things I I would accept were were you know, vagaries, like not sort of knowing exactly where we stood, uh, not knowing when I was going to see the person again. And and that doesn't mean see you when I see you, but just like, oh, we were not going to make solid plans until like the day of or the night of, or, you know, uh, it just, I also just put up with, I mean, you said, you know, Instagram's a great place to, to meet someone. Like I was fielding some dms sending some dms and not that that's even that bad i mean it's funny my my girlfriend and i now occasionally will go all the way back to when i would you know we we had been replying to each other's instagram stories a little bit mostly me honestly from like yeah. a year year and a half ago or longer than like two years ago at this point so it was like long before we ever dated and it's just very funny to go oh wow i was like thirsty for my own girlfriend <laughs> which i don't think wow. is like necessarily a bad thing but uh, just like little jokes here and there and people would people would kind of people would hit me up because I think I gave off the impression that I was available and yeah. game for whatever. And I think that it's more like what I don't want to put out into the world anymore, which is what led me to a, a, a really wonderful relationship now is that I kind of put the kibosh on a couple of things that just didn't feel good or normal anymore. And a lot of the stuff that I was doing was stuff I was doing consistently having yeah. weird and like little flings meeting up with people internet stuff uh awkward uh, uh app dates and and they never you know apps never really clicked for me and i just kept staying on them because people swore by them and yep. once i stopped doing that and stopped entertaining certain possibilities or things that seemed like they could be possibilities but weren't my uh my romantic life kind of fell into place a little bit more and now i'm with someone who i feel values my time and vice versa and our communication has never been better and you know it's not always perfect but i don't think that those are my expectations my expectations are i want to be with someone who is overall not just a good wonderful person but is just checks the boxes and is considerate and wonderful and funny mm. and smart and attractive and you know, it's like, I don't need them to be a good, it's like, uh, I never had any expectations. Like they got to be a good cook. But the other day, you know, she baked and we made dinner for, for our little quarantine unit together. Uh, and mm -hmm. it was like the most relaxing, fun time I've had in two months, just looking over and going, oh, that's this person that I, that I have chosen to be with and who's chosen, choosing to be with me, especially in this weird, spooky time. And yeah. it just made me feel like it was all worth it. Oh, that's lovely. It's been really yeah. nice to witness you being in a healthy, like happy relationship um, with like reasonable problems. You know, like it's been really cool for me to look at that because it's it serves as an example of what is possible when you do the work. I know. She says hi, by the way. 
Oh, I love her. Um, okay, our next question is from Jeremiah Gallagher, and he says, any thoughts on tempering heightened loneliness? Dave? Whew, heightened loneliness. I, I don't want to sound trite or anything. Yeah. I obviously that's all the question says so there's no it's not like this person went into detail with exactly what kind of loneliness they're feeling but for me i mean just the remote possibility that i might get a pet has has boosted my you know uh dopamine levels like i could just feel myself happier when i hmm. feeling happier when i'm like oh i could i could maybe have a pet so i think that that genuinely does help and it's you know there's research that backs that up and as much as it might seem trite to say zoom with your friends and your family, I, I think you can put a healthy lid on it. It doesn't have to be all day, every day. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't even have to be every week if you can't handle that. But just seeing your friends faces every now and then. And I, I still have yet to do like a zoom happy hour or something. But again, I, like yeah. I said before, watching movies, good or bad, you know, watching a, something great, again or watching something terrible and intentionally kind of goofing on it with your friends has really made me feel a lot better and you know like little little social distance drive-by hangs like i don't think i would want people to honk their horn at my house during my birthday if mm -hmm. uh i mean for some reason a couple of weeks ago it seemed like four people in my neighborhood each day had a had a birthday that people were honking and driving by about which must feel nice if you're the birthday person, but I, I, I'm not that into it. But I just think no. anything you can do to kind of approximate normal. I've been, you know, even like it's silly, but saying, you know, playing Animal Crossing and the fact that you can play it online and, and interact with other people and visit other people's islands. It's been bizarrely comforting and fun and, and it makes you feel like you're kind of hanging out with them, even though it's just a cute little cartoon version of you. Yeah. So. That would be, those are my, my cheap two cents. What about you? I think that's a great answer. Um, I probably don't have too much to add to it except for that. Um, my animals make it so I don't really feel lonely. Like that's just my truth. Like I have three animals living with me. So like, yeah, I have company, you know, that, that feels real, but I will say this. I have done a lot of social distancing walks with, um, my like safe little pod of friends. I have like two friends I go on walks with. Um, I pick up the phone. I would say I call three friends a day at least. So I've already talked to you, Dave, on the phone. I've talked to, you know, my friend Rachel and I've talked to my sister and my mom. Like I stay connected. I think, when we don't feel good, it's really easy to disconnect. And sometimes we need that. But, um, you know, like my friend Noah and I text, like we switch days where he feels lonely and I'm feeling like I'm having a meltdown and we just support each other. Payman, my, you know, Payman, who was on the um, show, he's been such a good friend to me too. It's like, I think you just have to reach out to your friends. And though, I don't like zooming so much, but I love talking on the phone to them and I love updating people and hearing what, how people are, but the walks I would say are the number one thing you can safely walk six feet away from someone in a, you know, outside in a park, getting outside makes you feel less lonely too, because there are a lot of, there are people out, you know? Yeah. I, I, I will say I've done that a few times and it's felt really good. I'll also slightly amend what I said earlier, because I, I think maybe a small little detail could help. I had a, fairly long text conversation I, I still talk to one of my best friends from high school and honestly middle school i've known him since i was 11 and we've managed to stay in touch it's actually funny because when i go back to massachusetts he's married with two kids and sometimes it just doesn't work out because i'm only in town for you know two to four days sometimes and he it's just, sometimes it's around a holiday and he can't get away or it's not a good time for me to stop by and see the kids yeah but it's funny because we will just text about anything and we both mm. like you know we both like music and, and movies and have since we were kids and that's what we connected on and so today he reached out to me because this band which is i don't know if anyone will relate to this like stevie i'm sure you've never heard of them but there's a like a early 2000s late 90s emo band called the apple seed cast who basically mm. sounds like if this band if the band explosions in the sky who did all the friday night lights music if they had a singer it's basically what they sound like and he reached out and was like hey did you know that they put out an album last year 
And I was like, no, I, I thought they broke up a long time ago. And I started listening to it. We were both like, this is great. And then we started talking about how randomly we both watched the first Terminator movie for the first time recently and mm -hmm. just went on and on talking about Michael Bean, who's like the star of the first Terminator movie and was also in Aliens in the Abyss. It was like an 80s movie star. And mm -hmm. I say all this because we didn't talk about anything related to what's going on in the world. And I think every now and then it's it's nice to just have a, a bit of an escapist. I mean, it's kind of it's why people are marathoning, you know, old seasons of Survivor now, which I feel like is happening a lot now in, in quarantine. It's just something that has nothing to do with what's going on. And it's just nice to check yeah. in and, and talk to each other about whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be about the death toll. <laughs> No, hopefully not. You know, um, Dave, I'm out of questions. Do you have one more? Uh, I do have one more. Tell me. Regan Kalani. I probably butchered that. I hope I didn't. Says boundaries. How have your boundaries changed as you've gotten older? I'll put that to you first. Okay. How have my boundaries changed since I've gotten older? This is a great question. I will say that. That's an incredible question because I do think boundaries are always shifting and changing as you shift and change. I will say my boundaries, this is going to be like a paradox of sorts, have gotten more clear and yet more flexible. So like mm. I will say my boundaries, I'm I'm better at expressing them. I'm better at just saying like I can't do that right now. I used to feel very... Um, there's this saying in the 12 step program that I'm in that says, um, uh, an invitation is not a subpoena. Ooh. And I used to feel like every text message I got felt like a subpoena. Like they stressed me out. I was operating from a weird place. So like my bucket felt full, I'd get an invitation and I felt like I couldn't say no, but it felt, I felt all this pressure. And today it's like this. I like, I ask myself if I want to do it. If I do, I say yes. And my boundaries are just a lot more clear. I, um, I say what I mean, but also I also give myself the room to be like, well, that was a boundary I had. And for today, I'm, I want to do the other thing. So that's sort of my answer. It's kind of big, but also at the same time, like, I will just say they feel a little less wishy-washy and I, because I feel like I have gotten to know myself a little better, I, I check in and see what feels good. So my boundaries are based on, hey, what feels good and um, what feels good and what feels good, like not just in the moment, but like what will make me feel good in the long run too. You know, I'm not looking for the cheap thrill anymore. That's a very, very good answer. And it's not that it doesn't, it doesn't sound that vague. Mine uh, maybe be, might be end up being a little a little bit all over the place but i i think about and honestly i think it's something that comes with i think boundaries are something you maybe don't think about at all when you're young especially your 20s especially especially if you're not in therapy mm -hmm. it's like just not a word that really entered my mind or my vocabulary all that much and since i've been regularly and now a little bit more irregularly in therapy mm -hmm. it just comes up constantly it's like it just feels it to me it feels as though there is no part of your life that holding boundaries doesn't touch the older yeah. you get and the more you value yourself and your time and for me that is and we talked about you know what are your priorities in dating as you've gotten older from our previous question for me i used to not really have any boundaries with women or with the encounters i'd have and if i felt mm -hmm. there was some exciting sexy thing that might happen and it involved going to a bar and staying there really late and then going to a second location or texting really late for hours or anything that kind of was the opposite of what I actually wanted to do. I mean, there's a time and a place, but the older I get, I do not want to shut. I don't want to be at a bar when the lights come on. And I, no. I let me tell you, I have. <laughs> I have yeah. been at a bar when the lights have come on and it's uh, more than more than once. And so hmm. I'm very happy to not have space for that kind of uh, interaction that much anymore. I, I, I have, for example, people I would I would do, you know, comedy shows and podcasts and act in, in projects because I like being asked to do things. And a lot of the times or some of the time, at least I 
I don't think I had much quality control. I would just, I like being asked to do stuff. So I would say yes. And honestly, you know, it's been well documented on the show, but you know, you and I met at a, a video shoot that I said yes to because a friend asked, but he was a good friend. And so whether yeah. or not it was like the material was amazing or whatever, I, I just, I liked, um, I liked doing it. The script was fun. I got to meet you and now we're friends. So it's, that was an example of, of uh, having flexible boundaries and having it work out for me. But there's also been yeah. times where I've, I've been somewhere and thought, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I did a guy's podcast years ago and uh, wound up feeling extremely uncomfortable and realized that he'd been recording since the time I said I'm outside. And so the whole like first part of the conversation ended up online Oh, and, wow. and I ended up and I said a bunch of stuff where I was like, oh, I like name names of a bunch of people I was with at a wedding. And I don't even understand why he would. Anyway, but yeah. it's a long, long, long way to go to say, I know for a fact that it's OK to say no and that people won't hate you. And holding that kind of boundary is really one of the most important things in my life. I like a really concrete example of this is somebody from my past who you know a, a friend of mine but just someone i haven't spoken to in a extremely long time sent me a series of very confusing texts the ending of it was basically hey i recorded a song uh will you post about it on social media and i have nothing against this guy but it is someone i've probably spoken to once in the last 10 years and the the messages before and after it were just really basically kind of gibberish it was not like a it was not the way a friend would contact another friend, whether they wanted something from him or not. And so I just was like, I just said to myself, I don't think I need to respond to this. Yeah. And, and what a powerful boundary. No response is a response. Like that's a powerful boundary. Yep. And if, and honestly, I'm very, um, I, I have a friend who's really, really good with this stuff. And he, if I, I say this kind of stuff to him that I'm like afraid that someone's going to hate me or, or, or think I'm a jerk. And he really, he's really good at making me just kind of stand back and go, if that's the worst that's going to happen, like this is not someone that you necessarily respect or really like, or even were thinking of. And if you, if the worst thing that happens is this person who's not in your life as it is, has some opinion about you that's negative, then let them think that you can't make someone think about you a certain way. Like they're just, it's all their own stuff. And, yeah. And, um, and I, I, I don't know. I think that's the best possible, uh, advice about boundaries I can give anybody is just, you really have to start living for yourself and, and not mm. what you think others might think of you because they're going to think about you, what they're going to think about you regardless. Ooh, I love that. If this was an Oprah Super Soul Sunday, I would say that's a tweetable moment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not wow. that podcast. <laughs> wow. Do I need to start listening to Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcast? I mean, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's so wonderful. Maybe that'll be my new core listen. Also, uh, unrelated to boundaries um the dolly parton's america podcast is one of my favorite podcasts that i finished during quarantine and i highly recommend it holy shit wait is it is it her hosting no she's being interviewed and it's a series i think of like 10 to 12 um episodes about her and her life and like it's it's incredibly beautiful and informative and she's really honest and compassionate and i can i, I don't know i like She's incredible. All right. Well, I'm on it. What's, what, give me the name one more time. Dolly Parton's America. Dolly Parton's America is, so that's your rec for the week. Yeah. Uh, can I give, what is, what would my rec for the week be? You know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. I've been having a real, <laughs> a real rough week and a half because Stevie, I got to tell you, I, I did a bit. I did a double feature with my my little quarantine pod, and we called it Sandman Saturday. And we watched The Wedding Singer, and we mm -hmm. watched a hundred percent fresh, which is Adam Sandler's hour long Netflix special from a year ago. Okay. And I'd never seen The Wedding Singer before. And let me tell you, that is a charming movie that almost totally holds up. It's very sweet and very funny. And mm -hmm. his Netflix special is shockingly good. Really. Funny in you would not believe how well it's like, I, I was scared. 
because he the, the man has has done me wrong over the years in ways and it's you know a lot of his stuff is not aged perfectly but those those two are great that special is amazing and then it made me go back and go maybe i should watch some of these movies of his that i haven't seen over the years and that was a mistake <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so listeners i can wholeheartedly recommend Billy Madison, the wedding singer, and his Netflix special, 100% Fresh. And I cannot speak to any of his other work at this moment. Billy Madison's so good. Dave, where can people find us? People can find us everywhere online, Stevie. They can find you on uh, your wonderful Instagram feed where you're doing uh, all sorts of great quarantine-related work on your Instagram stories. They can reach you on Twitter. They can reach me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm doing a whole lot of bullshit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and they can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. They can rate, review, and subscribe. They can call us at 213-458-5236. Just like you heard earlier, we will play your messages on the air. So call us and let us know how you're doing in quarantine, how you're doing with your your spouse, your significant other in quarantine, how you're doing with that person that you've been dating for two weeks and moved in with uh, possibly mm-hmm. under duress, please tell us. And you can also email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com. Any of these questions that we read today, if you have one for us, you can email us directly or Stevie will post probably another prompt on her Instagram. So that's I another excuse to follow her will. on the gram. You can follow me too, but uh, all you're going to find is a bunch of half-assed impressions and some pictures of other people's dogs. So (laughs) we love you. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay away from the movies that Adam Sandler makes just for Netflix. (laughs) All right, Dave. I'll see you soon. Well, I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, Bye. Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? Then this is the podcast for you. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Will Hines and Kevin Hines, performers from the Upright Citizen Brigade Theater and actual brothers, talk about actual comic books they love, like Spider-Man, The Fantastic Four, and many more. If you prefer your podcast to be about fictional people talking about fictional books, this isn't it. But otherwise... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. Campfire.